Woody Womack joined by Mike Farrell for our weekly podcast. Mike, how you doing? I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> 23 degrees up here in Connecticut. 23 degrees of the, that's the high today. I think we have a low of like 27 or something tonight, but then it's going gonna, it's gonna to warm up and I'm headed to Alabama to stand outside and film people practicing. I don't even want to get into that because I don't even know how that's happening. Um, but again, you know, whatever. But I'm, I'm in the mood to argue. So that's let's, always fun. Let's start right away. You can make South Carolina fans angry. We talked about this before. Uh, when my sources, uh, by the way, I was way out in front of everybody on this one, I believe. Who are your sources? I want to, like, don't have to tell me who, but, like, who? <laughs> I, I, You know, people, despite everybody thinking that nobody likes me, some people like to tell me stuff. I I thought that Shane Beamer was going to get hired about 10 days ago, and then about a week ago in our group uh, text thread yep. with all the analysts, I said, hey, have you guys heard that Shane Beamer's a done deal? And everybody just said, like ignored me. And well, then, everybody ignored you. Yeah, that's what they did. <laughs> and then finally, it became a, a done deal late Saturday night. We yeah, did a, we did. We talked about this before. You did not like the hire with the thought of it initially. Uh, you still feel that way? Nah, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not thrilled with it, but it's not my program. But I wasn't thrilled with the Muschamp one either because I thought he was sort of a retread. Had his chance with a Ferrari, so he's not going to drive a. I'll be nice and say Mercedes Benz. I'll call the Gamecocks program Mercedes Benz, but Beamer doesn't have any head coaching experience. So what they're relying on is that he learned a lot from his dad. Obviously, he's been an assistant coach, and he's you know he's been assistant coach in offense, defense. He's the uh, associate head coach or whatever you want to call it at Oklahoma. So. He's been around people who have run programs, sure, and very, very good people. Obviously, his dad, you know, Spurrier, um, Lincoln Riley, but that doesn't mean you're going to be successful, especially in, you know, at the same state as Clemson, in an SEC East that's getting stronger, uh, at least stronger at the top with Florida and Georgia. So I, I just don't know. I, I don't know who they could have hired. I would have liked Billy Napier. Because uh, he's an offensive guy, and he is a guy who calls his own plays. And and you know, Louis, uh, Louisiana beat um, didn't they beat your your guy Matt Campbell? Yeah, and they beat App State the other day. Uh, a nice win. Yes, which uh, I actually won money on, which was good. So you know, I'd rather have somebody with experience. But I know he's going to be very popular there. Everybody loves him. He's a good recruiter. So you know, they'll be the positive this that and the other we got this recruit we're doing better here this that and the other but in three years from now i just think this is going to be one of those things where it's like oh we're looking for another coach again well see i don't have an issue especially with them shifting to an offensive focus we've heard nick saban say look offense wins championships now um the one thing that i that i don't like about the hire is one of the selling points appears to be well, someone is making so much noise outside of my house right now. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I can't hear it. One of the selling points appears to be former players really love him. And I'm like, former players should have no input on any coaching hire because look what they've done at Miami. I mean, they were ready to fire Manny Diaz last year. They ran every, ran every coach out there for 15 years. Like, yeah. Yeah, that it shouldn't matter. I mean, nobody yeah, cares what form, fans care. Administrations nice should not make hires based on what former players think. No, no, and, and and you know maybe this is them trying to make up for the fact that they turned down Lincoln Riley the first time, so they'll take the guy who was sort of his right hand man at Oklahoma. But listen, if he's his dad, which is hard to live up to, it's an amazing hire because I have tremendous respect for what Frank Beamer did. You know, at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, a program that, and everybody says, oh, it was because of Vic. No, no, no. Vic certainly helped. But man, what he did there with Bud Foster was amazing. It's like what Dabo's doing at Clemson. So, you know, I, 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 if, he, if he has that blood in him, great. Then they got themselves the guy. But uh, I just don't know if he's his dad. All right. Uh, can you... One school that, hasn't fired their coach but is somehow having a national coaching search uh university of texas 
Urban Meyer's not coming, I guess, even though the job's never been open. Uh, and now we're hearing some other rumors about other coaches. What do you, <laughs> I think Herman's going to stay. What do you, what do you think is going to happen? Um, I think the only way they would make a change is if it was a home run hire. Um, Urban Meyer is a home run hire, but you, you remember this is the same. Isn't this the same program that had the Nick Saban was going to leave Alabama rumors years ago? Yes. My, you know, I mean, it's, I hate to see the Texas, I hate to see the Texas program turn into what's happened to Tennessee with the Gruden rumors, you know, where it's going to be every time they need a new coach, it's going to be pie in the sky. Like, you know, oh, Bill Belichick's going to come to Texas. You know, I don't know if Urban was interested. He had every opportunity to say he wasn't. He was asked about it. He was on TV. It's not like he's hidden in a corner. So, yeah, I think Herman will probably be there too. Because now what are the names? You know, Dan Mullen's not going to leave Florida for Texas. Just not going to happen. It would be stunning if, you know, Jimbo leaving Florida State for Texas A&M has worked behind the scenes for a very, very long time. I don't believe there's been a secret tunnel from Austin to Gainesville to have Dan Mullen go lead Texas. I think he's happy there. Uh, I think people are happy with him. So then who else is maybe mentioned? I don't even know. Cristobal, they said, but. Well, he's coming off two horrible losses. Uh, his star isn't shining as much as it was. He's a good coach. Um, I think had he beaten Oregon State and Cal, who were two really bad football teams, you could say maybe he could pick his job, you know, uh, Texas, Michigan. We all know he wants Miami eventually or he wants Alabama. But no, I, I don't see that happening either. I mean, how do you sell that to your university boosters? And did you see that secret email? where the seven million or the, the seven figure endowment in my will is being pulled. If you don't fire Tom, Hunter. that's how Texas is. So you, you, you pull a coach who's just lost two horrible games in a horrible conference uh, to replace Tom. Herman. It's not going to go over well. And I, and I love Cristobal, you know that. Well, one of the things that makes him tricky is he's got an $8 million buyout. So not only do you have to pay, to get rid of Herman, however many millions, then you got to pay eight million just to hire, yeah. just to start with Cristobal. Then you're gonna have to pay him five, six million a year. It's like at this point, given the timeline and everything, it's not gonna. All it's gonna do is ruin your recruiting class. Right? Yeah, I get it. I mean, boosters wipe their butt with more than that on a daily basis. Well, right, but I mean, you, you know. know we're still doing furloughs and we're asking secretaries to take pay cuts. And it's like, that's, that's you talking about optics, Woody. Yeah, I am. I mean, they I don't care to... about optics in Texas. They care about winning the big 12. Um, but I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think they're, I think this has to be a home run hire. They're not going to do it and they'll just wait another year. And then with Sam Elgar gone, do, do things get worse? Um, now, Bijan Robinson is a very, very, positive point we can we could talk about okay yeah shocker the five-star running back looks good when he finally gets to touch the ball that's the thing maybe they've figured out how to utilize him a little bit better and maybe he's going to be that weapon we thought and again he's a freshman you know nobody expected him to to do this from day one but maybe he could be you know uh the 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 well you can't say chuba hubbard because he's been not so good this year but you know, maybe he can be like a, a McCaffrey type, you know, for Texas and, and carry the offense. And maybe they can get a little bit better on defense and more physical. They got a lot of problems, though. They're not a not a very good football team. Uh, there is some talent there, but, you know, Herman or anybody else, they're not going to win the Big 12 next year. Yeah, I think I, I'm not I'm not willing to say that they have no chance. I just think. Making a change for change's sake right now, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think, you know, maybe you reset, you you come in ready to fire Herman in the middle of the year if you have to, you know, like less Miles style, um, and then make a move. But I just, if you don't have a clear candidate, what's the what's the point? Why, why are we in a rush to fire a dude who just want, scored 70 points, you know? Well, do, you, do you go after Matt Campbell if he wants 
No, I know. I know you don't like Matt Campbell, but he's beaten Texas. You know, like he's beaten everybody in the Big Twelve. Everybody. No, he can't can't beat Billy Napier. (laughs) No, he can't. But Iowa State, man, Iowa State's beaten Oklahoma. What two straight years? I don't know. They're going to lose by thirty points in the rematch. That's all I know. (laughs) They've beaten Texas. I mean, this Iowa State. Um. You know, so he does a great job. Now, again, maybe that's the, the, the too big a program. You know, maybe he's not going to have the magic. Maybe he's a guy who works behind the scenes at smaller programs. I don't know. He's but a Midwest guy, too. Like, he would be better off taking the Michigan job. I could recruit. And, again, this is what puzzles me so much. Charlie Strong couldn't recruit Texas. Uh, Tom Herman can't recruit Texas. How can you not recruit Texas when it, all you have to do is walk into a school with burn orange on and it's over? Like, I don't understand this. And all of these kids leaving, uh, going to Ohio States and Alabama's and other places, you know, they want to win, but it's really not a hard place to recruit. Not at all. Well, uh, <laughs> they get plenty of good players. They're missing on the great players. We've, the list is well known uh you know the jeffrey okudas of the world now it's trickling down into the class of 2022 uh but even ohio state you know they've been killing them in texas they did it with urban meyer and now they're doing it again with uh ryan day with the wide receivers garrett wilson of course i mean he looks amazing you should have ranked him higher mike um (laughs) (laughs) you know what we're right i mean people are right about that garrett wilson does look great and he should have been ranked higher but I'm going to blame that on our state of Texas person and not myself. I, I, I take the blame for nothing and credit for everything that you know that, but, but Texas is one of those programs. There were a few programs that I said have to lower their expectations, Nebraska, Tennessee. Let's just, let's try to get a winning season. Okay. Shall we, you know, or a consistent two winning seasons. Let's do that. Let's try to win a division title in the last 15 years. Um, Michigan's another one, but Texas should never lower their expectations and they should always win and they should always recruit. So I really don't know what to say about Texas and what the solution is. All right. Uh, another school kind of aimlessly moving along. Uh, they lost their sixth straight game. This one, once again, by double digits, they did cover with the last second touchdown, which made a lot of people very angry. Uh, that's Tennessee. Um, they never were really in that game. I mean, you know, they predictably put up a fight early, uh, which I think I said on our picks. I liked them in the first half. Um, but I, I don't know what – you said you watched the game. You wanted to see Harrison Bailey, who's a five-star freshman quarterback. <clears throat> I watched it too. And first of all, what did you think? What were your biggest takeaways? And we can kind of talk about it. Well, you usually, I've, you know, obviously flip around and you tape games and you watch them later and stuff like that. But, you know, to, I really wanted to focus on this one because Harrison Bailey was going to play, you know, Garantano was not part of the equation and he's been getting all the blame. And I'm not defending him at all. He, he hasn't been good. But this is not a good football team at all, period. End of story. They covered. So here's the way the Vols fans look at it is, well, we lost to Georgia and Alabama by like 30 plus or something with Jared Garantano, and we only lost by 12 to Harris with Harrison Bailey. Well, first of all, it wasn't just Harrison Bailey. Um, you know, he looked okay for a freshman. Um, it was a late garbage touchdown by uh, what's his name, CJ JT Shroud. Uh, JT Shroud. I get him and she, CJ. Um, um, the Ohio State kid mixed up, so I morph their names. It's really fun. Uh, I do it all the time. But that that team doesn't have the offensive line was the biggest, and and I was guilty of this. They were overrated beyond belief as far as a unit. Um, they don't have any guys that scare me at all at the wide receiver position, and I know they're supposed to have the fastest incoming wide receiver group in the country and all that stuff. I didn't see speed. Uh, and then Aaron Murray kept talking about their power running game, which is horrible. Uh, so what, what are they? Are they a power running team? You know, play action? Can they spread you out? No, they can't do anything. 
and and defensively they're they're equally poor. So what I saw was a program that is really really far from competing, as far as a Nebraska or some other program that you the fan base just waiting for them to be good. This isn't going to be a coach change. Boom, we got our guy. This is going to take an entire five years, maybe, for them to win the SEC East or even come close to it. They looked, they looked very pedestrian. If if they had, this is bad. I know. If they were running around in scarlet with R on the side of their helmet, I would not have mistaken them for Rutgers. Like I would not have been able to tell the difference. That's that's how bad I think they looked. Yeah, I mean, one of the issues I saw, and obviously they're trying to protect him. I mean, some of these plays with where it's run, run, and then they just set up Bailey to just get killed on third down. I mean, I saw some stats today. He was terrible against the blitz. Well, it's like a lot of them were obvious. You, you know, that's what Grantham loves to do. He loves the blitz, right? So, you know, <laughs> setting it up for with run, run. Okay, watch him get killed. And I saw a lot of people tweeting about it. I, I didn't think he looked bad. I actually thought uh, Bailey looked pretty poised at times. I do think the uh, the offense kind of got stuck. I mean, that's a bad defense too. I was surprised they didn't run the. I'm always surprised that they don't run the ball more, because Eric Gray looks like their only capable weapon. You know, I know they had some. They were without some people on the offensive line, but uh, I'm with you, man. There's there's not a lot. I checked. I checked their receivers, so. It's like when Devontae Smith was on pace for 300 yards or whatever, I was like, let me see. Could he get more yards receiving in this game than Tennessee's leading receiver on the season? And I think he had 230, and Tennessee's leading receiver has like 360 or something. I mean, that's that's embarrassing. Like, Yeah. I think Harrison Bailey has talent. There's just no talent around him. you know. And, again, so let's say he develops and turns into a really good quarterback. It doesn't matter. And that's that that was the point I was making on Sunday when I wrote that in fact of fiction. And you know, people were upset about it and stuff, but I think this isn't a Pruitt problem. This is a program problem. Um these recruits are not that great, and the talent on this team is so far below uh anything you're gonna see. I mean, this is a Florida defense that isn't very good, and they looked good. Uh, Grantham is not a great defensive coordinator and he dialed up all the right plays. And, you know, when you talk about the Georgias and Alabamas and LSUs from last year and, and, and Texas A&M's, they, they have no chance to beat these teams. Well, so we were talking about South Carolina earlier in the East. There's not a lot of juggernauts. I mean, you're talking Missouri, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Kentucky. Okay. And then you got Florida and Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Tennessee. So those bottom five teams are basically going to all battle each other. Missouri's got a good quarterback, man. They're going to, they look like, you know, I know you love the coach there. They look like they're, they're ahead of Tennessee already. Kentucky, you know, even though they fired their whole offensive staff, they beat, they beat Tennessee by 30. You know? uh, South Carolina is now making a change. I know Tennessee actually beat Missouri this year, but that was with the other quarterback. I think if Missouri played with uh, Connor Bazalek or whatever his name is, instead of Sean Robinson, they probably win that game too. So you're in trouble, but there's not like t- turning it around. is it's not insurmountable. If you are realistic with your expectations, Florida and Georgia are now basically uncatchable within a three or four year window for anyone else. Right. Especially Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm saying five years, you know, and you you can't give Pruitt five more years. Uh, No one's going to wait that long. So then you're going to bring some other coach in here and the way these searches have gone for Tennessee, they were always going to get their seventh or eighth choice, which is, I don't understand. I don't understand that either. You know, this is a storied program with a great tradition, great facilities, um, they're the pro team in Knoxville. The fan base is, is amazing. It's just weird that, you know, they just never get their first six guys. Um, so 
it, let's say they do make a change and they get their sixth or seventh choice, then that guy's not going to get more than five years to turn this around either. So I, I just don't know. I, I, I was looking for something to hold, you know, my hat on for Tennessee fans. And I really came away from that game, you know, disappointed in Florida too. We can segue to that. I mean, they should have blown them out. They should have destroyed them. If they had any sort of running game, any running game at all, you imagine the numbers Kyle Trask would put up if he had a balanced offense. Their running game stinks. Well, and they've kind of done this like several games in a row now, even against Vanderbilt. Like, you know, Kyle Trask shouldn't be in in the fourth quarter against Vanderbilt still having to throw, like you said. I mean, why can't they – they can't run the ball really at all. I mean, they had like 10 yards rushing, didn't they, against Tennessee? Yeah, horrible. Horrible. And that offensive line gets no push whatsoever, but yet they can protect Trask. Now, again, he's got a lot of weapons, man. I mean, a lot of big weapons, too. It's, it's good to see Grimes finally start to, you know, play – sort of what we saw um remember how much i loved him when i saw him i'm like jesus this kid is going to be amazing and then you know he goes to our status family um issues come back to florida and now he's starting to become that weapon but you know shorter is a huge target who's been a disappointment but you you it's not just pits and, and of course you know the the, the slot receiver it's, it's ridiculous how much talent Trask has to throw to, except there's nobody in the backfield. Um, now, imagine if they had Najee Harris. So what you're talking about is you're talking about Florida with Trask and Jones, great wide receivers, and Florida has no running back, and, and, and Alabama has Najee Harris. And that's why I think that running game is going to be the, the downfall for them. Oh. But – and I think it's the offensive line as well. I mean, I see a lot of Florida fans on Twitter complaining about their offensive line play. Uh, fans do this thing now where they refer to players by numbers. So, so the yeah. player doesn't search and find them and then block them or something. Right. Uh, so I don't know who the guy's name is, but they were really hammering on them with 56. Uh, <laughs> the, the – after watching, I've watched Florida. I've been heavy on Florida on the old gambling uh, front the last few weeks. I'm taking Alabama by three touchdowns in that game. Uh, yeah, SMU. I, I think it's going to get out of hand early. I just don't think they can keep up. I, I just don't. I, I like Trask. I like, like you said, they got weapons all over the place with the receivers. But, I mean, Alabama's defense has gotten better. And if they can't run the ball, they're not like you said. They, they can't run it; they're not going to win. I mean, well, you know what they should do is is Kadarius Tony should be the running back. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Damian Pierce, Malik Davis, these guys. You know, I'm I'm looking up their stats, and you know, average carry is you know three point eight or four point five or whatever. It's awful, and you got to be creative. I don't even know what team Cordell Patterson plays for. Do you? I think he's on the Bears. Okay. Well, yeah, you're right. And they use him all over the place. And he's, you know, in lieu of a, a running attack, which they don't really have, and a, you know, quarterback, at least Florida's had a quarterback, just use Tony all over the place as a running back and get him touches because you're not going to have a chance with these running backs in the offensive line. You need someone shifty and he's sneaky strong too. I mean, he's, he's super, he's six foot 193 and he's, he's hard to bring down, but you're going to have to get gimmicky if you're going to stay with Alabama because, you know, running the ball against Tennessee's t defense and, and, and having zero impact makes you very one-dimensional and Alabama thrives on one-dimensional stuff. Sorry, I got ESPN and these autoplay videos, man. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Tony's awesome. Tony's supposed to be like Percy Harvin essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they compare him. To, I mean, I get that. He's not as fast. I just mean um, his role in Mullen. Yeah. But Percy Harvin took a lot of inside handoffs and they did a lot of things with Tebow and Harvin and, you know, and, and they don't have to right now. I mean, they're beating these teams convincingly, not convincingly, not covering, but they're beating <laughs> these teams easily. Right. So they're beating them easily enough without having to do that. But 
they're going to have to do something different because I, I'm with you. I think Alabama is just going to just score, and then Florida is going to score, then Alabama is going to score, then Florida is going to kick a field goal, then Alabama is going to score, then Florida is going to punt, and then it's over. I mean, you're going to be, you know, two scores behind. Well, and I kind of get it. It's like, like I said, the game was never in doubt against Vanderbilt or even Tennessee, even when they're losing, they were down 7-3 or whatever. Or but Kentucky, same thing. It was kind of – Kind of sleepwalking, but at the same time, you know, some of these other teams, if you look at Alabama, Ohio State, they're crushing people and not really leaving any doubt. So uh, let's transition. Let's talk Ohio State. Uh, they really killed uh, Michigan State. Didn't matter who was playing. Max, Max Ray, blast from the past, started at uh, left guard for them, I think, and had a, had a great game, graded out very well. Uh, in his first game he'd ever played. Uh, three years into his career yeah it's they were missing what 20 guys yeah it didn't matter at all just three starting, I think three starting offensive linemen right and the first drive when they can't even snap the ball I mean Fields is making all types of plays and I mean that was it was clear right away it was like this is not going to be close Fields is winning this game yeah and and they are you know hopefully playing Michigan this weekend they're 30 point favorites so let's let's Let's, you know, get them in the Big Ten title game where they can blow out Northwestern and get into the playoff because this is a playoff caliber team. It's a very talented team. You know, how about Fields in the hustle? Uh, you know, that shows how fast he is. I thought that was a block in the back. <laughs> oh, it was. They could have called it and they should have called it. <laughs> and, I, you know, part of me thinks that he did the block in the back so they could get the ball at the three so he could throw a touchdown. <laughs> but, but man, the hustle was amazing. It really was. And and that just shows you that this team, you know, will run through a wall. You know, I know Day wasn't there, but they, they're, they're coached well. They're, they play angry. They're talented. They can hang with anybody. They need to be in the playoff. If, if Ohio state doesn't play enough games to get in the playoff, it'd be a sin because Michigan state's not very good, but Michigan State is 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 a team you would expect to stay within thirty some odd points when Ohio State's missing twenty people, and they had no chance to do it. So, yeah, and, and Michigan State's kind of been up and down. It's like one week they look great, next week they look horrible, and uh, but at least they're showing progress. But all right, so let's talk about uh, your playoff rankings here, Mike. Let's talk about Ohio State. Because we were told that the Pac-12 going seven and zero or whatever wasn't enough to, for them to get in, but now Ohio State going six and zero or seven and zero is, is enough for them to get in. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, let's hear yep. the explanation there. Yeah. Um, it's because Ohio State's a hundred times better than any Pac-12 team. That's kind of it. Although Amon Ra, how about Amon Ra? Yeah, I mean. USC looks pretty good right now after kind of stumbling out of the gate. They're how four and zero now. Yeah, the problem is they're going to get who Washington in the title game or some horrible team that isn't going to further their resume even if they do go undefeated. So the Pac-12 started very late, and I said they're already out of the playoffs. So Ohio State uh, again started late. Um, they've had you know they struggled with Indiana a little bit. So it's definitely it's definitely hypocritical of me to say that Ohio State should be in there, but it's not just you; it's everybody. It's but, like, I, but you got to look at the. I mean, you got to look at the rosters. You got to look at the talent. You got to look at you know. Uh, the, the, would you rather have, you know, a USC team that's barely beating Arizona and Arizona State early in the season? Uh, which has a nice roster, or would you rather have an Ohio State team that you know can possibly give somebody a, a game unless they run into Clemson, because Clemson seems to beat them up pretty good. But um, I, I got Ohio State in the playoff. Uh, I, I got the same. I mean, I still think we're, we're talking that this was over with uh, a month ago or three weeks ago. I still think Trevor and Clemson are going to beat Notre Dame. I think both Notre Dame and Clemson are going to get in. Uh, Alabama is going to destroy Florida. Um, and and then you've got Ohio State. So there's your four. Yeah. So if, if say, Notre Dame wins again, uh, then it comes down to 
Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, I guess Cincinnati or, or USC. Would you take? Would you think about taking USC if USC seven and zero? Nope. Would you take them, Cincinnati, or Texas A&M for the last I'd spot? I'd take A&M because it was the win over Florida. Um, you know, again, second in your own division, that that's kind of stupid. And you've already lost to one of the playoff teams by, what, 30 points? But I would take Texas A&M. I mean, Cincinnati, hey, that would be a nice story. Good team. Um, but it, they don't have any, any big wins on their – on their resume and USC won't have any big ones on their resume either. So at least A&M has the, vi the victory over Florida. They, they've played an SEC only schedule. If they do go and lose one game, you know, they're almost benefiting from not being in the SEC championship game from being in the West, because we know if they went to the title game against Alabama, they would get destroyed. And we've seen it. So now Florida gets to get destroyed. And AM gets to maybe backdoor in if, if Clemson loses. But Clemson's not going to lose. If Trevor right. were playing against Notre Dame, they would not have lost that football game. And everybody says, well, DJ Ungalele put up great numbers. It wasn't the quarterback. Pro yeah, well, you could put up great numbers and still be missing your leader and the guy that the whole team revolves around. And that changes everything. It is, you know, I don't even think it becomes a close game if Trevor's in there. So I expect Clemson to beat them by a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, Clemson hasn't been as impressive as I would have liked in a lot of these games. Uh, but it could be a situation like Florida, too. I just still think right now, in my mind, Alabama is head and shoulders above uh, basically everybody. So, uh, but, if, but you know if Alabama plays Clemson in the title game, you know that's going to be a good game. Right. No, I agree. Oh. Right. Could you imagine Mac against Trevor, a rematch of the 2016 Rivals Quarterback Challenge? <laughs> the Quarterback Challenge, where uh, that was that was funny. Mac talked a lot of garbage. Trevor was the uh, the the young uh, pony maned gangly future star, and then we had another quarterback there who I won't mention. Uh, who couldn't hit the broadside of a barn who a certain ACC team thought was going to be there. <laughs> oh, that's right. Their yeah. leader. But also guess who else was there? Mac Jones. I mean, not Mac Jones, uh, uh, Emory Jones. No, Emory Jones. I've got Emory was better than both of them. Sort yeah. of. Not really. We've, that's we've when he was going to go to Ohio state too. Remember? Don't worry. We're going to have a lot of content from that QB challenge. If uh, this shakes out the way it's. What if Emory Jones went to Ohio state? You think he'd be playing? I don't know. Would he Would he beat out? I mean, would Fields ever transfer? Would Haskins have won the job so easily? I think I think Haskins would have won the job, but I think he'd probably be in there now um, instead of Fields. But who knows? I mean, he hasn't – it's not exactly like he's, you know – No, he, he doesn't look good, but he's not also being utilized the way he should. Right. You know, throw him in there, and he's he's like Justin Fields at Georgia. Just there right. you go, run. Yeah, he never gets a chance to throw, and there was a he's time. A really good arm. So, right. but yeah, I love those what ifs. He was what injured early this year too, because I I remember there was one game where he didn't come in. He had some type of hand injury or something. So, all right, Mike, let's talk about Coach of the Year. Something I don't really care about, but something. I do. Best. Who's your guy? I do. I care about it because it's going to be uh, Tom Allen from Indiana. And I think that's cool. I think that's awesome. No one's done a better job with their team. No team loves their coach more than him, at least publicly. Um, you know, you can make a case for Jimbo. You can make a case for Dan Mullen. Uh, you can't make a case for Saban or Day. It's just the way it is. Um, Matt Campbell, certainly. But Tom Allen, hands down. I wish there was just one coach of the year award. The problem is there's a million different awards. It's like, oh, this guy's the whatever coach of the year. And this guy's the whoever. It's college football, man. It's sponsored by whoever wants to pay for a coaching award. It's the same thing with like the Davy O'Brien awards and all that other stuff. All these traditional awards that, you know, okay, if somebody wins the Heisman and doesn't win the Davy O'Brien, then what, what do we do? 
Well, they gotta they gotta give it to whoever's gonna show up to accept it. Number one, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Well, I can tell you, Tom Allen will show up. He's not afraid of COVID. How come you don't have a vote in any of these things, Mike? I don't have a vote in anything. Absolutely nothing. No Heisman. No nothing. You know who has a Heisman vote? It's Richie oh. from the Rutgers. How is that possible? Now, how's that? Listen, I, 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 I should have stayed a beat writer. I should have stayed. I would have a vote. So I used to vote. I don't can't remember what top twenty-five I voted in, and people used to get so mad at me because the team would lose, and I'd drop them all the way out of the top twenty-five, and I only have undefeated teams. Like <laughs> as they should be. Listen, after week one. Penn State was 0-1, right? Still in the top 25. Yeah, I would drop them. 0-2, still in the top 25. I'm with you. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd drop them all the way out, and they, can, they could come back in after every team has one loss. They could start. Uh, right. Win or, or you're out. But I have no vote in anything. I don't want to vote. I don't, I'm not part of the, what is it, the FWW? No, please, yeah. What, me, I'm, not, I'm not a member of anything except for, like, uh, the AAA Auto Club. It's, um, I find it funny when people of those uh, members of those groups tw are tweeting at me, calling me names on, and I'm like, wait a minute, aren't you a professional football writer? Why are you mad about what I said about your team? You know, I thought you were professional here. Now, apparently anybody can get, I've seen some people be, you know, listed that just don't even belong. They, they don't even belong with a computer. They shouldn't even have a computer. You know? You know, I reported somebody once. Some guy was calling me a bunch of names, and he had that in his bio. And Did he lose it? I emailed uh, like several of the people. I was like, "You're the head of this thing. This guy is one of your people." You know, like, yeah. What, what does it take to join here? And the guy. Did he lose it? Uh, I, the guy's still kicking around. I don't know if he's in the FWAA. He's some type of like blogger aggregator person, but he's like a big Tennessee fan, I think. Some people like really take that seriously, like being a member of that, like it's a big deal. I don't want a Heisman vote. I don't want a, a top 25 vote. I don't want any of that stuff. Um, I like doing high school football rankings. You get, that, your own, you get to do your own awards anyway. That's true, the barrel awards, which are, I still haven't come up with a budget um, from the company for feral award trophies or anything like that. Like, like the Herbies. The Herbies have trophies, right? Of course, Herbie is, you know, a thousand times more popular and smarter and better than me in every way. But don't you give a trophy out for like recruiter of the year or something? I used to. We used to, no, we used to give out top 25 and recruiter of the year. So I used to order the frames, right? I used to order the certificates. I used to type up the certificates, order the frames. Then the frames would come from one place, certificates from another. I would spend my entire month of June putting the freaking certificates into the frames and with the plastic over it, and then tracking down addresses for coaches who didn't want to give me their home address because they thought I was some stalker or something. And then I would send it to the school, and then they would get it, and I never got one. I got two thank yous. And then I say, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Forget about it. So nobody gets one anymore? No, forget it. You know, there's a couple people out there and you know who you are that, that were very appreciative of it and hung it up and love it. And then there's others of you that probably just threw it right in the trash. So, you know, when it comes to uh, your recruiting rankings and stuff like that, I don't want to hear it. Uh, unless you can display your top 25 recruiter plaque that I personally put together, I don't want to hear your complaints. All right, uh, Heisman watch real quick. We kind of talked about it. I mean, it's, it's a two-man race now, right? The one-man race. What you think, Trask won? So he's gonna. What if he loses? So he loses a Mac Jones in the SEC championship game. He's gonna win the Heisman. I mean, it's just it's 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 no, it's not over. But the numbers are so much. They're so skewed in his favor. I mean, you know, as far as. The, the numbers he's putting up compared to Mac. Mac's putting up good numbers. Trask is putting up great numbers. We know that if Trask loses to Alabama, he's still going to throw for three touchdowns or four touchdowns. I doubt he's going to throw for picks. I just think it's going to be one of those situations where Alabama just can't be stopped defensively. And he's going to end up in a shootout. And I think Trask is going to win it. Now, again, it's not over. 
Wilson's out, of course, because they lost. So that finally happened. Um, yeah, I think I'm glad he's out. I mean, Trevor should get it just for being Trevor. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Trask has like a hundred yards more passing. He's got like ten more touchdowns. That's where you. Yeah. That's where it comes through. But it's not like he's he's not that far ahead of him, is he? No, but and they both have very, 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 very limited interceptions. You know, I mean, the the, the touchdown to interception ratio is very small, but he does have like ten more touchdowns, and that's a huge deal. And I don't think it's something Mac can make up. Um, but again, I don't know. They always give it to the best quarterback on the best team, and Mac is the best quarterback on Alabama. Well, I mean, when Lamar Jackson won, he wasn't on the best team. Well, that's true, but his numbers were ridiculous. Yeah, RG three two. That's a good example. I know. think I think the year Mariota won, they weren't number one either. I mean, I think he had a real, but he had like insane stats. Um, yeah, and those all those guys, RG three and Mariota and uh, and and Lamar had serious running rushing numbers right i mean big time crazy rushing numbers so you know we've got a couple of pocket guys who don't run it's down to those two you know trevor just missed two games and he's not going to win it and that's just the way it is so i've got trask all right it's great it's crazy to think that we're going to have two five-star quarterbacks who had great careers made the playoffs every time uh, Trevor with the national championship, and they're never going to. I mean, Trevor might not even be a finalist. No, and you know what? I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't think he cares at all. I think what he cares about is the Jets purposely blowing that game yesterday, and that he's going to be a New York Jet. I think he cares about that a lot. I I guarantee you, he was too. Well, no, not Trevor. Trevor's different, but part of me wants to think he was watching that game. And I don't think he was watching that game. I don't, he probably wasn't. But I don't think he cares. Uh, and if he, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily thinking about it. But if he wanted to avoid the Jets, I could see it happening. Yeah, but he's not that type, you know. Well, here's the thing: they're going to hire a new coach and a new GM. And the new coach is going to come in knowing that he's going to get to coach Trevor Lawrence. So they're not going to hire, you know, uh, Mike Rabel like you know the Titans. <laughs> Or they're going to have to – they need to go hire like an offensive genius, right? That's going to be the move. Yeah, and build – you know, and people say there's no talent on that roster. There's there's some talent, but not a lot. Yeah, you got Braxton uh, Berrios, uh, <laughs> Josh Malone. It's a, who's but, who of Woody's favorite recruits on that team? <laughs> Jacksonville is no not much better off when you look at them. So, you know, if that's what it came down to – as we were watching the end of those games and Jacksonville scored and you got the two point conversion, but the jets blew it on purpose. You know, it's not, it, neither are great choices. And that's where, you know, you're going to see Trevor go one and fields go two, and they're going to have to rebuild with those teams without a lot of talent. Uh, they'll be fine. Trevor will be fine. They'll get talent again. We, you know, how about Lamar? That was Lamar Jackson in coverage. Did you see that? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, the other Lamar. Yeah, one-on-one. Lamar Jackson in coverage against Henry Rowe. Well, Greg Williams decided to bring the house, which is always smart. Now, people say, I hate when teams go into the prevent defense. You know, it's so stupid. It prevents you from winning. Well, not with five seconds left. I mean, really, you should kind of stay in a prevent defense with five seconds. He brought ten. (laughs) <laughs> it looked like- well, there's a yeah, there's a difference about prevent defense while teams going down the field. This was the last play of the game it was a hail mary, and then they fired. It wasn't a hail mary though. It was a one on one single well, coverage, easy throw. That's what's so funny about it. It's like hail mary. You expect a couple defenders to be around, but Greg Williams brought the house. Right, like, they didn't have to. It didn't have to do this. I'm bringing ten, one on one. Lamar Jackson, who was a safety. Uh, in high school, who was a very, very average yeah, quarterback. He's an undrafted rookie. Yeah, I'm going to put him on Henry Ruggs, who runs a, a 4-2, <laughs> and we're going to roll the dice. But he got fired today. Did you see that? He did, and this is all a ploy. It's all scripted. There's no doubt in my mind the Jets blew that game on purpose. There's no way they could have lost it, but yet they did. So this is all scripted. Um, Greg Williams – Probably got a nice little hefty 
you know, little kick in the butt check to to blow that coverage and get out of here. Adam Gase will be gone and he'll refresh. But they were there was no way the Jets were going to lose Trevor. No way. Oh man, what a team for him to go to. It's kind of sad, really. Um, it is because they they just never had a winning. Like even when Rex Ryan was there and they were making the playoffs, just never had a winning feel to them. Culture. Yeah, their offense has always been just boring. Yeah, and, and last guy who won there was Joe Namath, and that was a hundred years ago. I mean, you'd like to see him go to even like what's another crappy team besides Jacksonville? I don't know the Vikings. <laughs> They're not that bad though, because Dalvin Cook carried them. I'm trying to think of who else. Like the Falcons stink. Yeah, it'd be great if he could come here. here. That'd be great. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Jacksonville is going to talk themselves into Zach Wilson. And Fields might have a chance to slip down to like the Panthers or the Falcons or somebody. I think the Panthers or the Falcons would love that. I just think. What about the kid from North Dakota State? Someone will fall in love with him too. Well, he, of course, he looked bad in the one game he played. But like, these draft people, they love to they love to get cute, and they got cute on Zach Wilson. Oh, look at his incompletions! Oh my God, even his incompletions are exciting. It's like, <laughs> don't overthink it. They did it with Mitch Trubisky. How did that work out? They did it with Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz too. Who, you know, I guess was good at what everyone says he was at MVP level. I'm like, when was that exactly? I guess I missed that. It was like he, just got, he got worse every year. I mean, he just got worse every year. That's kind of how some of these guys are. They st- and it's weird. It used to be they were horrible. Like Aikman won him 15 and threw like a billion interceptions and then got better, better, better. Now guys come in, you know, like Lamar. Lamar's taking a step. Yeah, Mariota got worse every year. Yeah, it's just different now. I don't understand it. You know, once they get film on you, um, you know, they can start to figure you out. And and that's what's kind of happening. So, you know, hey, take North Dakota State, take freaking BYU if you want. Go ahead. That's not Steve Young. And let Fields fall to a real team. At least he'll have a chance. You know, Trevor will be fine. I could see Trevor still winning, you know, Super Bowls with the Jets, believe it or not, even though that sounds stupid because he's such a, a generational talent, which I don't use often. Um, you know, Tom Brady didn't have great receivers around him. He didn't have great talent around him. Yeah, but you'd have a great franchise infrastructure. It's just yeah, and a great coach, too. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll hire the right guy. Maybe Dabble will go to New York with him. At least they drafted, you know, a, a left tackle. They got a left tackle already, which is one of the problems the Bengals Becky. have. Becky. Yeah, he, he's good. He is uh, good. He's a monster. And a nice kid and a former Rivals Camp Series MVP, I believe, right? That's right. I, I gave him that award. Uh, Did you? He's the biggest was, human being ever. Like six six, what three sixty something? Yeah, yeah. He was about three eighty something when we saw him. Even more. Um, all right. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh no. TV. I'm not. I'm stagnant. I don't know what I'm watching. Uh, I haven't found a new series yet. I watched the Saved by the Bell uh, reboot. Did you watch Is that? Is it bad? It's okay. They kind of know what they're they're kind of in on the joke, I believe is what Rob said when he described it. So it's okay. Um, I don't want to see because there's this new show on MTV called Deliciousness, which is a offshoot of ridiculousness. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. And Tiffany Tiffany Thiessen, who's no longer Tiffany Anthony Amber Thiessen or whatever she's hosting. I don't want to see it. I, I just I don't want to. So I don't want to see anything Saved by the Bell. <clears throat> um. Although, was the girl who was in that movie in it? The one who, uh, she got naked? Uh, Elizabeth Berkeley, yeah, she was. Yeah, she, she was? Okay. I like her. Okay. She's a good actress. I watched that movie over and over. Yeah, I'm sorry, I brought it up now. <laughs> it's a good movie. I don't know what it was called, but I watched it. It was called Striptease. At least 20 times. Watch. <laughs> okay. I think we can finish on that, right? Do you want to see a helmet? No? You no, good? please, no. Helmet. That, I just redid the room. Follow Mike on Instagram for his, for his uh, 
you know, I'm going to put up a shelf. I need to put up a shelf over here and get rid of this stuff. And I rearrange. You see, notice that that the Under Armour is getting a little love now, where it was Army before. I don't notice which ones get. Well, uh, you know, those were all Under Armour helmets. I'd like to know how you get these people to send you free helmets. That's what I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to uh, get a bidding war going between um, NBC and Under Armour. So what I'm going to do is I switch the helmets every once in a while. So once they watch this, they'll be like, oh, my God, I want I want our helmet to be in the background. Let's sign a multi-million dollar year deal with rivals. Yeah, well, they're trying to get me to come down and cover some all freshman All-American game on December 22nd. I was like, that's, that's going to be a no for me. That sounds safe. Yeah, well, it's, it's I don't know. It's weird they can't have the big game, but they're having the freshman game. Um, so... I'll be home for Christmas for the first time in 20 years. Probably more than that. I'll be home for Christmas. Where do you usually go for Christmas? Uh, well, I'll be home for Christmas and not leaving the next day. I'll be home for New Year's. Let's put it that way. First okay. time in like 20 well, that's the most, years. Listen, that's the most exciting. Even though I am leaving the day after Christmas to go cover the show, um, the fact that I can be wherever I want to be on New Year's Eve for the first yeah. time in a decade. Uh, <clears throat> not that I care. I mean, I don't stay up late, but... I won't be in a Denny's in San Antonio or some Buffalo Wild Wings in Orlando for the first time in like 20 years. Yeah, last year, uh, last year on New Year's Eve, I got ditched by uh, Sam Spiegelman and Jake Reuse. Uh, they said they were going to come meet me somewhere and they never showed up. So that makes sense. They're young. I rang in the new year alone. So uh, no, you ain't the only one. I, I was probably in my room alone and they did fireworks again as always they do in disney and it woke me up <laughs> at midnight fireworks you don't even stay on property no but i heard them i'm a light sleeper <laughs> all right that wraps it up for us please uh, subscribe to the podcast on itunes or apple podcasts spotify you think if you think you follow on spotify and uh, leave us some reviews uh we need them badly so thanks for listening we'll be back next week thanks mike yep